What is going on, squad? My name is Brian Mark, and I'm the host of the number one podcast for online fitness coaches who want to make more money, change more people's lives, and have more of an impact in the world without spending any money on ads, websites, or even a funnel. Now, I built my fitness business to over $50,000 a month over the course of four years, and in the last two years, I've helped over 500 online fitness coaches quit their jobs and take their businesses online. Also, 50 of those students are over 10K each and every single month. Now, thank you so much for being here. Let's get into today's episode. All right, guys, so I'm here with a couple of my boys, a couple of my squad members, my business partner, and just a couple like just legends. So this is a podcast that's going on Beyond Built. This is a podcast that's going on the Change Lives Make Money on the Trainer podcast. This is going on the Tough Love podcast. So I'm not going to do an intro. I'm just going to let, I'm Brian Mark. I'm from PT Domination. I'm 28 years old. I'm from Kelowna. So why don't we all do a little bit of an intro and then we'll get into it. Yeah, we're just going around the clock. My name is Chad Morgan, 22 years old from Houston, Texas. Let's freaking get into this thing. What's going on, guys? My name is Cole Silva with PT Domination. I'm 26 years old, and I'm from Cochrane, Alberta. And I'm Farshad. I'm from New York, but I'm in L.A. now. I'm 27 years old. Let's go. Bro, I thought you were older for some reason, Farshad. So did I. Nah, dude. Bro, I, I'm aging like wine. I was like 40 when I was 13, <laughs> and now I'm just going to look 40 until I'm 100. It's that bald-ass head, bro. It's yeah, that bald-ass head. It's be amazing. You got that big daddy mentality, bro. Yeah. Nah. Exactly. So, yo, guys, let's start with some origin stories. So, some of us might know, some of you guys might know who we are, kind of where we're from and what we're about, but let's go uh, into some origin stories. So, just for some context for you guys, Chad and Farshad are two of our past clients here at Peach Domination, slash Chad is still a current client, and Chad and Farshad have currently built the biggest online fitness business that I've ever seen organically and it's called Beyond Built. So at PT Domination, what we're doing right now is we're helping online trainers grow businesses and Chad and Farshad came in and they exceeded every single element of expectation that we ever had. So Chad and Farshad are currently running the most successful online fitness business that I've seen ever yet, honestly. Yeah, 100%. Um, ever. So why don't we start with like a backstory of Chad and Farshad. So, you know, Farshad, you're 27. Chad, you're 22. Like, how did you guys get linked up in the first place? So oh. I actually think this is an easy story. You've actually worked with all of us, like Mason and Callie. I was talking to Mason when he was getting ready for summer shredding. And then he's like, yo, you should link up with Chad and just like talk to him because he's like a good kid and a good person to have a connection with. And then like we connected on, on Instagram. And then when like January came around, Mason and I were like, yo, we want to go to the LA Fit Expo. Let's just get a group together. And whoever's down, like, let's go, like, let's get together. It's always good to network and be somewhere different. When I reached out to Chad and I was like, yo, like I'm trying to get a group together. Would love to have you if you want to come out. And ultimately he came out. We all spent like the whole week together pretty much. It was really cool. Like we vibed really well, that crew of people who ultimately all have worked with you. It was just cool to be in that little ecosystem because like everybody has that same vision and energy. And I think that kind of brought us together in terms of a relationship. We got pretty close that weekend. And I remember actually talking to Chad about you. I was like, yo, if you want to, because I worked with you in September of last year, yeah. right? And I remember, I think you even remember, I had like a two day period where like, I couldn't believe how fast my own individual business was growing. Yeah. And then Chad was like, okay, you know, I'll go all in, I'll do this. And I said, yo, I promise you, BMR is going to make a huge difference. Like you have a good personality. You just got to have the right systems in place from like presenting yourself like that's it it's not that you don't present yourself it's just knowing how to present yourself to build actual business and then probably towards the end of march chad reached out to me he was like having not issues but questions about like you know how do you do check-ins like how do you manage your own stuff and i was like this is how i do it and you know kind of from there that's a whole separate story how we got into beyond built but i'll kind of let him tell you his version yeah so beyond built so chad you started building beyond built like you've been building it for a while but you really started taking beyond built seriously in march 
And so in March, your fitness business, you know, you maybe had like, you know, 10, 15 clients, something like that. It was January, man. January was about like 15 or 17 or so clients transitioning into that next year, man. And when me and Far met at that Fit Expo, like Far said, like Callie, Mason, Far, they were all working with you. And I was like super, super curious because I was in a place of like, okay, like 2020 year, like I'm going to do this thing. Like I'm going to do it big this year. But I just didn't even know the first step. Like, yeah. And, you know, a conversation with Varshad that I do remember clearly is like, yeah, man, like you have the look, you have the personality, like you're a good freaking coach. Like you just need the systems. And yeah. so immediately after that trip, that's where I, I followed you and started looking at the PT Dom and that thing. And I just like pulled the freaking trigger after like January was, you know, decent as far as growing the team, but I know that I just had more potential to just want to unlock it. And so, you know, beyond built in general was kind of a transition that I made from like Chad Morgan fitness before or right around the time that I decided to make the move to Houston. So towards the end of 2019 is when I transitioned from Chad Morgan Fitness to Beyond Built because the way I saw it is I wanted it to be something bigger than just Chad Morgan. I wanted it to be something bigger than I'm just, I'm not the only coach. I want more coaches on their team. And I had that vision, that clarity. I just didn't let it go. Dude, you know, what's super funny about that is before PT Domination, we had Aesthetic Nation. And- It's funny that you're talking about the vision because when I first started Aesthetic Nation, it was the same thing. I was like, I don't want Aesthetic Nation to be Brian Mark Fitness. I'm like, I want it to be Aesthetic Nation because I wanted to represent something different. And so when I first started the team, like I always knew in the back of my mind, I was like, I'm going to have, you know, five to 10 trainers that are working for me. We're all going to be building this vision together. We're all going to be helping people live happier, healthier, stronger lifestyles. And honestly, like, bro, when I first started out setting nation, I was like 22 years old and people would like laugh at me. Like when I told them like, Oh, I'm planning on building this giant business. I'm planning on doing all these things. It was like almost laughable. But when I met Cole, I had been building aesthetic nation for like almost a year and a half. Actually, Cole, I want you to tell the origin story of how you reached out to me. So I've been posting on Instagram, you know, like I was like reaching out to clients, et cetera, trying to grow my business. And then this kid, Cole, messaged me on Instagram. Bro, where were you at in your life? Yeah, 100%. So let's break it down a little bit. At that point, I was currently working as an iron worker. So I originally, guys, I'm from Thunder Bay, Ontario. Moved here a long time ago. I can't even tell you exactly when it was. I fucking always forget and fuck it up. By the way, there's going to be a lot of swearing here. So get ready. <laughs> Buckle in. All right. Just kidding. So. I was an iron worker, did iron worker for around five years. I actually loved it, but I reached a point where I went down a pretty dark path. I was already like pretty deep into drinking, like severely drinking, probably around a two six to a 40 a day almost at some points. And then got into Percocets, eating a shitload of those. Things were going down a very dark path. And I just reached a point where I wanted to change. So started working out like crazy. We were pushing ourselves, like just kind of like trying to better my lifestyle while I was doing ironworking. And one of my clients actually ended up dating this girl named Stephanie. And Stephanie had a brother named Mike Roy, or Mike Romo, I mean. And he was training with you. So as I was kind of going through the process, trying to get in shape, et cetera, my one buddy's like, why don't you reach out to this Brian guy? He might be able to help you step it up a little bit. And I was like, ah, we'll see. And he's like, no, just reach out to him. You know, you want to fucking transform anyways, just do it. I'm like, okay, fine. So I reached out to him and right away he's like, okay, because he's full into fucking what's called uh, fitness competitions. 
<laughs> yeah, competing. You're going to compete. I'm like, yo, I don't want to compete. I just want to get in shape. No, you're going to compete. I'm like, I don't want to compete. He's like, if you don't compete, I'm not training you. I'm like, fine. That's fine. I'm like, let's go. Fine. It's all good. And then I remember the conversation very, very clearly. It was like, if I see you or hear of you drinking anything or taking any pills, then I'm fucking dropping you as a client instantly. And like something about that mentality, like the savagery, like fucking just called to me. And then everything just shifted hard, man. Like literally started with you and the whole life just started to transform completely. It was good. I think that like you guys can relate to it. Like when I was running my business, I don't know about you and Chad or for Chad and Chad, but like when I'm running my fitness business, I'm like all in for all my clients. And so like the vision for me for Aesthetic Nation was like, I wanted people to live like happier, healthier, stronger lives. And like, that was the entire mission. That was the entire movement. I was all about it. I like lived it. I breathed it. I was like, like an advocate of like what I wanted my clients to represent. And so when I took on Cole, he told me, he's like, yeah, I like struggle with drugs and I struggle with Percocets. And I'm like, bro, if you like, if I hear of you going out once in my program, like I will drop you instantly. Like, I'm like, and I'll keep your money. Yeah. And I'll keep time. your money. I'm like you're going to pay me in full. And if you fuck around in my program, I'm going to drop you. Yeah. So that's how we got it started. And me and Cole started building aesthetic. Like actually that wasn't that. So basically Cole did his first ever fitness competition with me after doing his fit, first ever fitness competition. He told me he wanted to become a coach. And I was like, all right, well, he won his first show. I'm like, if you can win your second show, you'll become a coach. And at that point he was like, he's like, all right, I'm going to do it. So he was still working at ironworking. He was competing. He ended up winning a second fitness competition while getting his personal training certification. So at that point, yeah, I ended up hiring Cole and we started building Aesthetic Nation. Curious, like what made you guys decide so far, Shad and Chad? You guys are like, obviously you guys had separate businesses. I'm curious, like what was it that caused you guys to want to build Beyond Build together? Like, why did you decide, yo, I'm going to like, you know, Chad, like both of you guys are very like intelligent coach, like coaches. So I'm curious, like, what was it that was like, yo, why don't we just partner up? We just align super well in a sense that like, you know, when you look at me and Bar, like it, like we are, like, we're different people. Like we're just different people. But a lot of it was like Forrest taught me a lot of lessons in, in becoming a better coach myself and a sense to lead from a sense of empathy. And I think one of the biggest learned lessons that I've had this year is transitioning from, like I said, when I like just transitioning originally from like Chad Morgan Fitness to Beyond Built, that didn't quite click with my head yet in a sense, like to where I want to like grow this team to be more than me, right? It was mm. still centered around me. And so when my team starts growing, thanks to freaking PT Dom in March, you know, it's Same no, plug. <laughs> like the growth was noticeable and far being far shot is just a helpful motherfucker. Like this dude just cares <laughs> about people and far being far reaches out to me and just genuinely wants me to help. Like wants to help on the back end with training plans. And I'm like, okay, this is going to work really well because I'm going to be able to invest my energy into creating content into putting myself out there and going live every single day. Right. And far is going to really help me with, you know, the training program and the structure behind things and, you know, taking a little bit off my plate so I can like do what I know I'm best at. And yeah. that's kind of originally where it started. And, you know, over time, we kept growing and growing and growing and the vision got bigger. And mm -hmm. a lot of that was conversation that me and Farshad had. And like, he's setting these crazy high standards and these crazy high expectations. And I'm like laughing them off because I think he's fucking nuts. And now it's a position to like, okay, dude, I get you like set the expectation high, set the vision fucking high and work for it and execute it. And like, yeah. now I get that. So far has been a massive part of my growth from a business perspective. And even from a human perspective, in a sense that like, you know, like this shit's not about me at all anymore. Like it's about we, 
Like I want to be able to impact so many people and I want people to come to Beyond Built for Beyond Built and not just like this person could come to Beyond Built for and not even know who myself or Farshot is. And like, mm. that's one of, been the, one of the biggest lessons that I've learned is like, it, it's not about me anymore. You know, as the impact, as the impact goes up, everything else is coming to come up, come up with it. Fuck yeah. I, I, think, I think the cool thing too for me was like, so he, he was growing and he was, he literally texted me. He's like, yo, you were right. Like working with, again, shameless plug, working with Brian is fucking nuts. And I was like, yeah, like now you know why. Like for me, I started with Brian within two days. I had like, quadrupled my investment right like to me that was what was fucking crazy at the time and mm -hmm. he saw that and then he was like yo check-ins are taking super long like i'm writing training programs like chad knows a ton about training don't get me wrong but like he's like i don't always know the right things to put into position so they get the most out of this and like we started talking about stuff and i was like yo i'll just help you like i don't see any reason why i don't want to help you because he's like i don't understand how you have 30 clients and your check-ins take maybe an hour a week because he's like sitting there he's like yo check-ins take me all of monday and all of tuesday I'm like, you can deliver a high level service without having to do that, right? So we got into a conversation and I remember he's like, why don't you do more with your coaching business? And I said, look, and you guys all, I think all of you know this, Chad knew this at the time when we were in LA, I have other ventures I'm involved in that I love being a part of. And to me, I don't want to underserve anybody, right? If I'm in a position to build a business, I don't want to give you less than all of my focus and attention in that business. And in the online coaching space, you're one-on-one. -on -one. If you're doing it as just a one-on-one -on -one coaching service, you're one-on-one. -on -one. So it, it does take your time, don't get me wrong. And I knew that if I went past my current space, I was going to fucking tail off and then I'm not going to deliver at a high value and all these people are not going to be happy with what I'm doing. And I can't bring myself to do that. And I told him, I was like, if you want to do this together, I'm happy to do this, but you have to understand my vision for this is bigger and I'm going to want to do things like build a team, create an experience, build a brand. Like I remember that Zoom call that he's referring to, we were sitting there and we finally agreed like, okay, this is what it's going to look like. This is how we're going to roll. And I said, cool, like within the next year, we're going to have a retreat in LA for this group. We're going to have at least 200 clients and we're going to be doing this, right? He fucking laughed me through the movie. He's like, so what else are we going to do? I was like, we'll have a plane. Like we'll have multiple gyms. I said all this stuff. And every time I would bring it up, he would laugh. And then we, I still do. Yeah. And then we were all, we've almost gotten to, we almost had gotten to 200 clients like middle of July. And I was joking with a couple of my clients. I'm like, who wants to come train with me or like visit? Like if you're in town, let's do it. And then someone said something. I'm like, cool, let's have a retreat in LA. And like, I was half joking at the time because I yeah. was like, I know this is going to happen whether it's now or later. And yeah. 25 people immediately were like, let's do it. So I texted him. Mind you, that day he was playing video games and kind of disconnecting. So I was managing like one-on-one -on -one stuff. And I said, hey, we're having a retreat in LA. And he's like, what are you talking? Like, he literally thought I was punking him. And then <laughs> I saw the group chat and he's like, are you fucking serious? I'm like, I told you, like, these things will come to fruition if you believe in them and you set up the systems to do it. And yeah. for me, like he said it best, we're extremely different people. Like our core energy is very, very similar, but how yeah. we operate, how we do things very different. And I think the cool thing for me is like we complement each other in many ways. So like yeah. things Chad thrives and loves doing. I do like doing those things too, but like my background and the things I've done in my life that I love doing are on the other side of what we do. And so it gives you like a really good harmony and we can complement each other to help the needle move forward and create the impact. Like we're talking about, we have Houston coming up for summer shredding. I'm already planning that. That's probably going to be double the size of what LA was. And this past weekend was like, I know you guys saw some of the video and I know for Chad and I, it's been like a super emotional week because to see how many people came and love the experience and how many people outside of it have reached out since we got back. It's mind blowing to yeah. in such a short time what I said would take, you know, at least a year, if not longer to have happen. It's happened in literally the first four-ish months that we've been doing this thing together. It's unbelievable. I and mean, I know if I, I can speak for both of us. We're super grateful to be in the position we're in. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm literally watching, I'm watching the comments come in right now and people are like, some of your clients are like, yo, that was lit. 
But dude, on that topic, it's funny. I actually think me and Cole, so three years ago, and actually, sorry, it wasn't three years ago, it was seven years ago when I was going through like my major drug addiction, which by the way, Cole, I think that's one of the reasons I loved you right away. I'm like, you're like, I'm addicted to, you know, I'm doing all this stuff and I'm addicted to this stuff. I'm like, bro, I get you. Like, so I was there. But when I wrote down my vision seven years ago, one of the things that I wrote in my vision was that I was like, I have a business partner that holds me accountable to my work. And there's like a lot of people in my life and I'm like a very strong personality, but I don't think that there's anybody that I've ever met that's able to call me on my shit like Cole does. <laughs> like, I just like, he just doesn't let me screw around. Like, no. if, I, if I say I'm going to do something or if I say that like, yeah, I got this with a company or whatever, like he holds me accountable to that vision. And even bro, like some of the stuff that Cole does, like you guys have seen Tough Love with Coach Cole. I just can't do that. Like, I feel like it's the same thing for me and Cole. I don't know, Cole, you speak on this after, but like, mm -hmm. I'm like, I'm very compassionate in terms of like the leadership in the 10K Academy. Like people need like a little bit of like emotional love. They need like a little bit of like, you know, they need like to talk it out with somebody, they'll come to me. But if they need to like be kicked directly in their face, like they go to Cole and like, it's like harder for me to do that. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel like that's been a, like a big thing that has attributed to the success that we've had in not only Aesthetic Nation, where we built it up like to a ridiculous amount of clients, but then transitioning into business coaching, where there's been like that balance that we've always had. Like when we look at me and B, like we have a lot of similarities gone through the same things that we went through as kids came up in like pretty intense situations, went through addictions, et cetera. But then when we come to like actual personalities, it kind of all like shifts pretty easily. Like I balance him out when it comes to like being able to fucking get a little bit of tough love here and there and take action on things that might not be the best in his mind at that point. And then he also helps me, talks through situations, helps me learn when I need to, helps me calm down when I need to, helps me adjust in proper situations. And it's just balanced everything out. I feel like well, I 100% attribute all of our success to that mesh, that, that personality difference right there. And I see it in you guys too, which is fucking awesome. I was about yeah. to say, like, I, I think we relate a lot mm -hmm. <laughs> in, in a sense. And, you know, one of the things that, like, I consider myself like a, a realist in a sense, I'm going to fucking tell you like it is. Like, if I'm going to tell you the truth because that's me being kind, right? Yeah. You know, my empathetic side and my compassion side has definitely shown throughout, like, grown a lot. But I think it's interesting in the same dynamic because, like, Barshad approaches things in a very, very compassionate and empathetic way for people in our program, which flows very well. And I'm kind of like the, the hype, the big energy, the fucking, like, I'm going to tell you the fucking truth today and I'm going to wake up. up sort of thing. But in a sense that, like, sometimes when, like, well, you know, my anxiety is high when I'm like kind of bugging over things like far like fucking calms me down. So it's like, it's, yep. it's, we flow and we work together very well. So I 100% get that. I want to ask, let's get into some good shit. Have you guys experienced any extreme adversity yet in the business? I think, you know what? We actually had this conversation yesterday morning because like right now we're looking at step two, bring in like more coaches because like obviously the vision is so much bigger. And I think the adversity we face is not so much we disagree. It's more of a let's have a healthy conversation about what direction this needs to go in order to get to the long-term vision, right? Because I think what I learned, so I've had like two other business ventures where I've done it with other people and they fucking flopped and it's been a lot of money like down the toilet, right? And one That's of the best- yeah exactly and like marketing call first yeah <laughs> but my biggest learning lesson there is if you're gonna build a business with someone who you have a relationship with you need to love that person more than you love the business and that's the only way the relationship in the business is able to drive the business toward the mission you have damn not many you, can you say that again the somebody quote that shit you have to love the person you're doing business with more than the actual business if you're going to get to your mission and I don't think people understand that because I, I've done business 
business with a number of people and I'm like, we don't love each other in that capacity. Like for you, yeah. it's way more about money. For me, it's about the mission. The one reason I think, even when we've had moments where it's like, ah, fuck, what do we do about this? The reason it's been really easy to come to a quick and cohesive and very clear understanding of what we need to do is because I'm like, yo, I love you. I know we have the same vision. We have the same mission together. Let's just get really clear on what's important and focus on what we need to focus on rather than being like, oh, I want to do this versus you want to do that, right? That's you taking a step out of yourself and saying, what does my business partner need? from me as a person so that we can drive the mission forward. Because to be honest with you, this doesn't grow without him and vice versa. Like there's times I look at him, I'm like, yo, I want your feedback. Like, I'm not going to make all the decisions. There are things that I'm stronger at in this relationship than he is and vice versa. I can't expect to try to step on toes and be like, oh, we should do this this way. Like I love you and I know what you bring to the table. Let's have a conversation about this. And when you actually understand that the relationship piece is honestly the most important part of the business, you can drive towards the mission. Like if we didn't have the dynamic we have right now, we wouldn't have had this past weekend happen. At least eight times in the last two days, I've texted him and I'm like, yo, I think I'm crying from the messages we've gotten from the people who came in and vice versa. And it's the reason is we both are in alignment with each other and understanding like, yo, I love the fuck out of you. And I want so much for you out of this that I'm going to do everything I can to serve you. So that leads to the exact direction we're going with this. And when you do that and you take all that shit out of you, it makes it so easy. Like I wake up every morning fucking on fire, but it's like, yo, you know, what's cool. I get to build a business with Chad and build beyond built and create massive impact. I have two other things I'm invested in, but it's about the people I'm with. It's not about, yo, like how many dollars did you make out of this? Or, yo, how can I prove to be like the star? We all are sports people, right? Like no basketball team won because of one athlete. You don't play one on five. And that's the reality. And like, if people thought about business like that, you would see so much more success. Like, I genuinely believe that. Fucking dropping some bombs, bro. 100%. <laughs> dropping some bombs. We can wouldn't have happened if it wasn't for our, even our clients in general <laughs> as well. Like, we credit them such a big part in just being like, dope motherfuckers that just show up for each other. Like we wouldn't be here if it wasn't for them either. So like mm. we had to give credit to everyone. And I think that me and Far's dynamic is the sense that like Far's person, I freaking text every single morning. Now I get to think I wake up a little <laughs> earlier than I'm since they moved to the West coast. But that morning conversation we have every single morning just ignites us for that day. And we don't step in each other's toes because we know our strengths and we know our weaknesses and how we can mm. balance each other out. Mm. I love that. Speaking on adversity, I wanted to kind of like, bring it to light because me and Cole became business partners. I don't want to say it was a negative situation, but it was definitely- It was an intense situation. Let's just say situation. it that way. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I'm going to give like my side of the story as context for the, like what, you know, I see the business as. And then at this point, I want you to take over Cole. So yeah. I was running the business. And when I was running Aesthetic Nation, we had about five trainers working for us. And on the team, like whenever you're building some sort of team or some sort of movement or some sort of mission, I think the most important thing in a team environment is harmony and cohesiveness. Everybody on the team has to be on the same page, building the same vision. So for like an extended period of time, there was a trainer that was on the team that I felt wasn't on the same page as the mission. But you know, like one of the things that's really, really hard is that when you're in business with your friends and one of them isn't on the same page as the mission, it's really hard to draw that line because it's like, yo, we're chilling and we're laughing, but also like, I know that like secretly you have other intentions. So like, it was very hard for me to like, you know, kind of differentiate between like, all right, like I have to have a hard conversation with you versus like, let's sit down and let's have dinner and let's like have a conversation. And so pause for a second. This was before I became his business partner. So he didn't have that tough love angel on his fucking shoulder all the time, giving him the advice he needed the entire time. True. So it was literally just me running this team of people. And like, I knew that one person wasn't on the same page, but we were all best friends, but I knew one person wasn't on the same page. So 
I'm on a vacation and suddenly I'm like walking on a beach and it like hits me. I'm like, this person can't be on my team. And I just knew, and it was instant. And I didn't second guess it. I just made the decision that moment on the spot. And there was no going back. I like cut the rope and I burned the bridge. So then everything, like everything went on flames. Everything went into flames. Cause we were all like, you have to understand we're all best friends at this point. Like I'm running the team with my five best friends and I just cut one hard. I'm just like, you're out. Like, I know that you're not on the same page. You're out. So then Cole, I want you to jump in now. Let's tell your part of the story. So this was intense guys. All right. Not only was he on a beach and he made this decision, he was also, what was it? Three. So he was six hours ahead and this happened at three in the morning, our time. Okay. So homie, or she got a call at fucking like 3 a.m. or something being like, you're done. So I wake up to an explosion, like of flooded texts from B, flooded texts from our friends, flooded texts from other trainers and the team being like, yo, you need to fucking quit. A bunch of things was happening. I'm getting pulled in all directions. And keep in mind, even though me and B were close, it was more of a close on like a business relationship. It wasn't as close as we were today. And there was like a, so many emotions going through my head. There was like so many things happening. And straight up, I don't beat around the bush. I told B straight up. I'm like, the only thing that is the underlining thought that's going through my head right now is if you just did this to these people and they've been on your team longer, I'm like, what's stopping this from happening to me? I was like, because you know I've got you 100%. This vision, I'm aligned. My, I guess, emotions are all driven from who I choose to put in my life. Based on the past that I had, family, et cetera, the people I bring into my life, friends, that's who I consider above everybody else. So I was like, yo, we got to get on the same page here. We need to have a conversation. And I literally remember the conversation. We got on the phone and I wasn't even allowed to say anything. He cut me off instantly before I was allowed to talk. And I was like, shut up. I got you. You know, for a fact that fucking me and you have clicked since the beginning and to prove it to you, I'm just going to make you a partner in my business right now. And you're going to be my number one for the rest of the time. And I was like, okay, that's literally the reassurance I needed. And it fucking hit right then and there. I actually want to touch on something right now because somebody posted, because I've got the Facebook chat up right now. Bromance is real. Okay. In one of the Facebook comments. And I honestly, like, I feel like that was the main thing that drove our business. It was the little bit of like uncertainty with that blow up drove me and Brian so close together that no matter what, I'm positive that anything we touched PT Dom could fail tomorrow. And we build another business like the fucking next day. Word. We talked about that. Like yeah. even if every single one of our clients all of a sudden hated us and they fired us, we'd build another thing and it'd be in a second. Yeah. And it was just like the cohesiveness. Like we literally, like I said, guys, like before when he dealt with this, he's like going through these emotions, not being able to deal with it, not knowing what to do, et cetera. And now it's just the fucking chemistry that we have with everything. I feel like it just works really well. It was an intense situation, but it all worked out for the best, like hands and, down. And like, man, I think that like sometimes like partnerships, and this is the funny thing about business, right? And I also just want to talk about like alignment and like your purpose in life. Like, I think that sometimes it happens by accident and sometimes it happens like, as in like you and Farshad, you chat and Farshad, I feel like it was like kind of like an accident. Like you guys didn't really mean to become business partners, but now like you have the most successful online training company that I've ever seen. Yeah, straight like, up. Oops. <laughs> How did that happen? <laughs> <laughs> And then sometimes you're forced into it by like a negative situation. But like, no matter what, I feel like when you're like living your purpose and when you're in alignment and when you're like actually trying to make a difference in the world and you're trying to make an impact and you're like pursuing that at full speed, I think that's when things start to happen. And sometimes like the worst situations can turn out to have the best outcomes. So for 100%. me, it's like, man, like in that situation, there's like two people that like were like super close to me that I still don't talk to to this day because they're still mad at me. But that situation, I gained like somebody that's going to be one of my best men at my wedding. I'm the best man at his wedding. It's like, 
this is the person that I call every single morning to say like, what's up, bro? Like, how's your day going? Like, how's Julia? Yeah. Like, that's like, the relationship that we have. So like through that adversity, I think that's something, yeah, like really, really cool came from it, you know? hundred percent. We're about to get real into the freaking feels right, right 100%, now. hundred percent, fam. Um, get ready. You know, you know, like straight up, the thing is, is like, so I had the mindset of like, okay, my vision and my goals right now, I'm just not seeing eye to eye with a lot of people in my life. Like, I don't think a lot of people understand what I want to do with Beyond Built. And this is like before me and Far like even actually met. And genuinely like something about like you, Far, is that like, I think from the second we met and the conversation we have, like it feels mad comfortable just talking about my vision and what my goals are to you. You know, there's certain people in your life. It could be, I don't know, like your parents, your brother, your sister, it could be your best friend, but they just don't understand where you want to go with your life because mm. they just don't see the eye to eye with that. But mm. like far in a sense, fucking understood it. And he helped put my vision into fruition because he believed in it. And he wanted mm. to push me to that and push me even further to where a sense where for like the kind of relationship that we have is I feel like I'm constantly being pushed. We're constantly pushing each other. And, and, you know, that's super, super rare to come by because mm. like genuinely, man, like I'll have conversations, even with some of my closest friends, but it's like, it's almost uncomfortable to talk about like your vision. It's almost uncomfortable mm. to talk about what yeah. your goals are because you know, for a fact that just, they're just not going to quite understand it. But that's the number one thing that I realized when you first started just building a friendship in general is you got it. And like, you think so fucking big that it's honestly, it's still funny to me. Right. But it pushes me. Because it makes me understand what's actually achievable. And that speaks volumes in the sense that like, you know, going into business, friendships, relationships, whatever, you guys need to be able to like feed off each other and push each other yeah. and actually understand and support each other's visions in a sense. And I Yo, before we go any further, there's 38 of you guys watching. If you're getting value from this, I would appreciate it if you guys shared it to your personal feed and be like, yo, listening to four young entrepreneurs, that mean the world to me. So if you're getting value from this right now, feel free to share it to your feed. Let's go. Let's show some love to the internet. Let's break the internet. Let's go. Farshad, what do you want to say? Just like to feed off that too, like B-Mark knows this, Chad knows this, I think Cole knows this too. I have other things I'm involved in that are entrepreneurial, right? And like we saw January was one of the craziest months of my life because me and my other business partner were like, holy shit. Like we did a lot of things wrong and this is working. Like I can't even understand what's happening. And I, I had shown Chad when I, we were in LA and I, I remember we had a conversation in LA, like we were going through like some of the stuff he was doing in his business before he was working for you. And he's like, yeah, sometimes I just, I remember him saying to me in front of everyone, he's like, I don't feel like people always understand me. And I said, you have to understand something that I came to a conclusion to two years ago when I had just started getting invested into being an entrepreneur. The further away from normality your vision is, the fewer people are going to understand and you have to be able to accept that not everybody is on your wavelength and not everybody that's come with you is going to be going with you. Right. Fuck yes. And when you come to terms with that and you get comfortable with the idea of, Hey, I'm not actually going to be alone. I'm just going to be with the people that are meant to be in my life mm. for the vision and the direction and the mission I have and the purpose I'm meant to fulfill. It gets really easy. Like I hear some of my friends who are like trying to be entrepreneurs, like this shit is so lonely. I don't think it's lonely. I just think you haven't made the decision to accept that, hey, these people ain't really fucking for you no more. Like, you, yeah, can't, you exactly. can't be that way anymore. Like, you really expect to get somewhere by hanging around the same people? Like, if I hang around five other fat fucks, I'm going to be a fat fuck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's no, what I'm fucking talking That's the Trump love like, shit right there. Yeah, but it's the same thing with business. Like, if I hang out with yeah, him, yeah. like, my two of my closest friends who I do build a business with, like, I'm going to be able to be successful because the energy, the mission, the purpose, the understanding of what you want is more and, and like chad knows this too the lifestyle i desire to create the impact i desire to create 
far transcends money, far transcends just impact. Like I've been inside of a corporate giant before and worked for them in consulting. I've seen, I said this yesterday, I've seen these massive companies who do fuck all and don't do shit right and they make tons of money. Why can't we do that? Why can't we do better than that? Why can't we change the whole fucking world? And when you understand that, it gets easy to get in alignment and find the people who are meant to be with you. Just wanted to take a quick minute to say, I want to change your life. If you're listening to this podcast, then you know that I have what it takes to help you grow a successful online coaching business. So go to my Instagram, at the real Brian Mark, and DM me the words, more clients. I'll reach out to you and we'll talk about what your biggest struggle is. We'll talk about what your goals are for your online coaching business. And I'll give you some guidance and a game plan for what to do next. Again, go to my Instagram, at the real Brian Mark, and DM me the words, more clients, and I'll reach out to you to see if I can help. Now let's get back to today's episode. I want, I want to touch on that for a second because I think, bro, like, here's the thing. When you're trying to build something that's, like, completely different than every – and we're going to talk about haters in a second. And we're going to transition to haters because I feel like we're kind of headed there. When you're trying to build something that is completely outside of the norm, as in everybody else in your life is, you know, maybe they're working 9 to 5. Or maybe your parents raised you and they raised you in an environment where everyone's working and they've got decent jobs and they're making, you know, $20 to $50 an hour and their, like, mindset is, like – their way of living their life, they've been, you know, paid a salary, they pay their bills, they pay their mortgage, they've got their car payment, they've got a decent car, and they send their kids to school. And that's like, with the way that they live their life. And that's not wrong. But that's just not the world that we live in right now. Like right now, we're recording a podcast that's going to go on mine and yours. And we're on Facebook and Instagram. like, we're living in a different reality now. And some people not, it's not even that they're not willing, they just can't see it because they haven't understood it because they're not like experiencing it. And they're not wrapped up in it. So if you're looking to build something online, you want to build your online business, you want to like make a difference. At first, you have to understand that it's going to be lonely because all of your friends and all the people around you aren't going to understand when you tell people like, yo, I'm going to make 10K a month. I'm going to build an online business. Like your mom is going to be like, why don't you get a, go get like a management job where you're guaranteed a 40K a year salary? Like that makes no sense. Then you posting on your Instagram once a day, like that's stupid. That's for kids. So you have to understand that it's going to be lonely because nobody understands you right now. And so for me, dude, like, you know, a secret, I don't think I've said this out loud very often, but one of the biggest reasons I built Aesthetic Nation as big as I did is because I was lonely and I didn't want to do it alone anymore. Like, I didn't want to do fitness alone. Like, I didn't want to work out alone. I didn't want to be the only person that was committed to a healthy lifestyle. And the reason I started hiring my best friends to work for me is like, I want to build something cool with my friends and I don't know any entrepreneurs. So I'm just going to make some So we can all hang out together, but it's going to be lonely at first. And people aren't going to understand you because the people that you've been hanging around with, like the reason that you are where you are is because the people that you're surrounding yourself with are at that level. And if you want to separate yourself and you want to do something different, like you're no longer going to fit in with the rest of the crowd. And that is going to be lonely. You can either pursue that dream and go all in, or you can revert back to your old ways and sit on the couch and watch Netflix, or maybe go with your boys and eat some weights. It's like, what do you want to do? And Brian, you know what? I think you know this is, and I've, cause you know, we're a little older, but like not by much, but my experience has taught me this. I can do things fast by myself. So if you want to go fast in, in business, try to do it all yourself. You can probably go only so far. If you want to go far in your business, if you want to go far in the world, you have to go with people. That's the differentiator, right? No, the Nikes of the world, the Apples of the world, all these brands, these massive businesses, they're not built on the back of one person. Because I tell people all the time, you want to build a massive business, but you want to do finance ops, you know, marketing, all this kind of shit. And you think you're going to build a multi-billion dollar business. You're fucking 
a lunatic if you think like there's nobody on earth who's done it by themselves and once you like reframe and understand that then you start to reverse engineer and say okay what are the requisite pieces that i need to make that difference and i think that's what you you probably have learned that through your experiences by saying hey i tried to bring my friends it turned into a forest fire I need to bring the people who understand the mission and they're going to continue to add to the bucket because they understand this is far bigger than me, you, or whoever else is in this because we're trying to change the world. Yeah. I want to touch on that for a second. That's a big fucking thing. One of the main reasons why I feel like we've seen success the way we have is because our vision is completely aligned and we became friends through this. Like literally now there's no other person I trust more than B. Um, and it was through fucking building the vision, et cetera. Do we always see eye to eye? No, there's a little resistance. Me and B have come at each other's throats a couple of times, but we know that fucking it's all out of fucking love. It's about making sure that we're completely succeeding and there's never any bad blood there. It's not like the little squid old friends, like we were just talking about, who like <laughs> see you succeeding and being like, well, what the fuck? And not actually wanting you to succeed. There's a genuine feel there. All right, and that's what I feel like that's going to drive you further than anything else. 100%. Have you guys, have you guys, I completely agree because at the end of the day, like when you're in the same mission, I'm sure you got you and Farshad have read into this as well, Chad, where like maybe you have like a minor disagreement on something, but it's not like that minor disagreement leads to like a big fight and you're like, oh man, like screw you because you're like both building the same thing. And it's like, all right, we just need to come to the best conclusion for this certain thing. If you actually want what's best for that person, I have a question for you guys. As you're starting to succeed, like at the highest possible level, because I'm going to say it again. Chad and Farshad have the most successful online fitness business I've ever personally seen. And Hands I've down. I've, had, I've mentioned over 500 online fitness coaches. They just did a retreat, which I want to ask about in a second too, for all of their clients where they got 25 of their clients together in one house and they just celebrated and they just like got this. Me and Cole need to do that. So we're going to pick your brain on that in a second. We keep talking oh. about that shit. Too. We've been That's talking about that for a year, bro. <laughs> and then we saw you guys do it. We're like, damn, we Fuck. messed up our shit up. Have you guys noticed that as you start to succeed, that some people in your circle or some people that you might've known might be a little bit resistant to that right now that I'm, like it sucks but like my past couple posts this has like been the most emotional fucking week of my life like straight fuck up all gratitude all positive emotion and you know I, I don't know i'm just observing you know i'm an observer and i know my engagement as far as like those posts and like what's going on has been down here right who you think would come up and, and celebrate this shit and like talk about it all the fucking time hasn't came up, mm. hasn't came up. Almost not a word spoken about it. You know, I, I noticed that, you know what I mean? Like I do and in the sense that, you know, I just feel like I'm in my own fucking world right now. Mm -hmm. And this is the world I want to be in though. So no, nothing's going to change that. And I know damn well, it's almost a sense of, I kind of want to just prove this shit. And that's mm -hmm. what's kind of making me hungry right now. And I know from right now, like this fucking moment, with how emotional of a week this has been, how grateful of a week this has been. And I've never loved just what I do so fucking much. In mm -hmm. a sense that like, holy fuck, like this chain reaction of impact is insane. I've seen it with my own eyes now. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking so much bigger. We have another meetup coming up in October to where I'm competing. We already have more than 30 clients in Houston already. We have people that are going to be flying in from all over the fucking country to come down to Houston. Some are shredding, which is, in my opinion, the biggest fucking fitness event of every year. It's centered around Alkali. It's centered around Christian Guzman, which is massive, right? And we're taking over this fucking event. And people mm. don't even know it yet. But what's mm. driving me is I'm going to fucking prove to the world that Beyond Built 
It's like yeah. it's gonna like literally just take over the fucking fitness industry. We're gonna be bigger in alpha. We're gonna be bigger in gym shark, and it's gonna be proven right there. It's gonna get bigger and bigger and bigger every single year. And I just don't think people will just don't understand it. So I'm talking my shit. And then, dude, that, no, no, you don't. Like, honestly, no, 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 dude. Yo, talk. Yo, talk it out. Let me, let me hear it. Yo, let's hear it. You know why? Because when I was building Aesthetic Nation, you know, it's, you know, it's funny, bro. When I was building Aesthetic Nation, when I first started my online training business, everyone was supportive. Everyone, everyone yeah. in Calgary was like, dude, congratulations. You're building your online business, right? Then I started to succeed. I started to get some clients. Like, congratulations. You're getting some clients. You're doing decent, right? Then my clients started to win shows. And then they're like, why is this guy training clients for shows? Because my clients were beating their clients. Then shots started to get fired. Then shots started to get fired. And then I started hiring my online fitness, like my best friends to be online fitness coaches. And then I had the biggest online training company in Western Canada. And then that's when people were like, boom, boom, boom. Some of the people that actually used to support me, some of the people that I'd like go out with, have a couple of drinks with, then became like my biggest haters. So this is what, like, people are going to hate you when you separate yourself from the crowd. It's almost like this. This is like, and I'm not even saying, this is the funny thing about haters though, actually. Some of them are vocal and some of them are silent. And the vocal ones are the ones that go on social media and, you know, they talk and talk. And did you hear what he said about this? Blah, blah, blah. And some of them are quiet, right? And the quiet haters are the ones where you tell them your wins and they're like, cool. And you're like, homie, you were my friend a month ago when I was doing as good as you. And now you see me succeeding. And it's almost like, instead of being proud of my success, it's almost like you're envious. At the end of the day, bro, like this is something that, has driven me, and I know I can speak for Cole too, and then Cole, I'm gonna let you talk about this as well, because I know this gets you fucking needed. When somebody <laughs> tells me that I can't do something, or somebody doesn't believe in this vision that I have, and I hear about it, I'm like, bro, watch. You don't think I'm gonna have the number one podcast for online fitness coaches? Fucking watch, bro. Give me a year, give me two years, fucking watch. When I started business coaching and people are like, oh man, like, I don't know, there's a lot of business coaches. I'm like, fucking watch, bro. Like, give me a year, give me two years, watch. I love when people hate me, man. I love it, seriously. It's like, talk your shit. I'm fucking with you. I fucking love it, too. I've been, I've literally been told recently that I work too hard and I have too big of an ego. Fucking watch, bro. You know what I say to that? Go fuck yourself. You're a sheep, okay? Like, I can't deal with haters. My fucking, like, I don't even know, tolerance, fucking anything you want to call it, it's gone. I don't even fucking pay them any attention because, like, I'm here. I used to be a drug addict eating seven Percocets a day and sleeping in dumpsters, man. Like, and now three and a half years later, I'm living in my dream house. I just bought one of my dream cars. I'm about to get married in 15 days. Like, the difference in fucking wavelengths is ridiculous. So if you want to hate, go ahead. Okay, guess what? Because I know when I see you in person, and this actually happened yesterday, the fucking funniest thing, I'm not going to tell the story here because I don't want anybody to get heated, but somebody who was like hating mad told me that if he saw me in person, a bunch of shit would happen. Apparently, I've seen him in person like five times. I don't even know who he is. He's remembered our altercation for two and a half fucking years. We're not on the same wavelength. And a lot of people, you're going to run into that. There's a saying, and I want to fuck this up, so be if I fuck it up, let me know. Oh, but there's yeah. a saying that one of our friends, Brennan, told us. And it was, if you want to figure out who your true friends are, celebrate something with them. Engage the response. Okay, let's say you're killing it. Let's say you just blew up your business. Let's say you guys talk about your retreat. Okay? Bring up your retreat to someone. If they boast you up like a fucking cheerleader, all right, like a fucking groupie, they're your actual friend. If they are like, oh, okay, that's like cool, and they don't like give you a good response, those are the people that aren't going to be with you forever. They're a fucking they don't. Yeah, they don't actually want to see you succeed. They're not a friend. They're a friend of me. Yeah. There's a difference I mean, between competition and camaraderie. Yeah. Exactly. Mm. 
know what I mean? Like, I'm friends with people in this fucking same exact industry. Yeah. So, at the end more. of the day, man, there's different wavelengths in this fucking game. And if people are going to hate, keep hating. Because you're about to get way more mad because I'm about to keep fucking killing it. And you're just not going to like what you see. You know, bro, I actually like, I actually love it. I'm not even fucking playing, bro. Like when somebody tells me that I'm not good enough or somebody tells me that like it's not going to work or somebody thinks that it's like not possible. I'm like, actually, I never respond. That's a funny thing too. When people hate me, I never respond. I block their ass. But I'll fucking remember their name for the next two years. And yeah. then... When it fucking happens, this actually happened. We should tell a story, Cole, about like the unblock and the send. Do you remember that? When we were in Thunder Bay, you unblocked and you send the message? No, I don't remember it. Okay, what so is it? basically, Cole, somebody was talking shit about us dedication. And they're like, you can never win a fitness competition. Oh, yeah, yeah. We won, we won, so like, we won a couple fitness competitions. It was like FMC. It was like this like smaller federation. So somebody was talking shit to me and Cole. They're like, FMC, it wasn't CPA, which is like the big fitness competition thing. It's like the, uh, what's the, like, what's yeah. the but what's like the, the non-pro shows? Is it NPC. just NPC? What's NPC. that? NPC. Yeah, so CPA is the NPC of Canada. So yeah. somebody, like, people were talking shit around Calgary saying that like we couldn't win a CPA show, blah, blah, blah. So we fucking go. We went first place and overall. And this fucking kid that we had blocked, we like unblocked him and we sent him a picture of the first place and overall. He saw it and then we blocked him again. But like, and that was it. And I was that like, was that's, it. The- that's fucking <laughs> it. But like, I'm dead ass. If somebody hates me, somebody doesn't like what I'm doing, I'll remember their name for the next like year or two. And yeah. then every single time I want to slack off, I'll remember that this motherfucker said that I was going to fail. I'm not joking. I actually do that. I, you know what's funny? I think I might be a little bit different than everyone. So, Long story less long, in the last 12 weeks, I've gone from being in a relationship and living in New York and like doing things there to ending a relationship, dropping like 20 people, moving across, literally packing up a little Civic and driving across the country, right? Like I've made very drastic changes in a short time frame. And one of the conversations I had in a group setting right before I left with people who, a few of them I know are my friends because they've been actively engaging me since I left. And there's some that I know it's not really what I thought it was. And I remember one of them saying, so you're just gonna go across the country you're going to do this online coaching business. You have these two other ventures that you're actively not taking money out of and you're expecting to make it in LA. And I'm like, I'm not going to LA to make it in LA. And then they started telling me all these things. And, I'm, and I used to think it was hate, but I was like, you know what it really is? It's you're a reflection of all of their insecurities yep. and they're projecting on you. And because I understand that now, I don't even get worked up. I'm like, man, you're living in such a like scarcity mindset. And I see my vision and the abundance this world has. And I'm going to lean into that piece of my vulnerability than sit here and be you and be like, damn, like life sucks. It's hard. Like you can't do this. You can't do that. Like I'm going to be like, you know what? I feel for you. I hope at some point in your life, you see that that doesn't have to be the case, but you're projecting your insecurities on me. You're telling me everything you're saying towards me is things you're struggling with inside. I'm not going to judge you for that. I'm going to continue to go down my path and my mission. And like, I used to be, I'm a super competitive person. Like, I love that you guys are driven by that because I'm super competitive. So like, if we played one-on-one on, in a hoop, I'd want to kill all three of them. But at the <laughs> You'd whoop my ass, bro. I'm yeah, five, six, at, far. Okay? I'm six, four. It's, uh, I won't do it. But like, I'm that kind of competitive. But when it comes to like business, I'm like, yo, like, you don't get what my mission is. That's okay. You're not for me. And you projecting onto me is just telling me, hey, it's okay. You don't have the abundance mindset I have. And I can walk away from it and say, hey, I left that conversation with a peace of mind that I know you don't have. And honestly, I'm living in your head rent free. And that's your fault, not mine. This fucking that's guy. It. That's it. Don't you on that Gary V vibe, bro. Huh? You on that Gary V vibe. He, t- he says that shit a lot. He fucking says that like continuously the reason why people are con- always hating is because they have something inside them that's like driving them. Yeah. Yo, I love hate, bro. 
I like talk shit. I love it. I I send yeah, people course. kiss faces when they talk shit. I just like, drive. I'll never. I'll actually never respond to hate ever. Like I mean, never, ever, ever. I won't respond. I won't, I won't even block it. Like I'll just let it be because I know. Like I know that you know. In a sense, it can drive me. Right. There's certain situations that will drive me to become better. But you know, it's always me versus me. It's never me versus a hater. It's never me versus someone else because I know for a fucking fact that that person is in a fucking negative, toxic mindset. This person yep. is in a shitty environment. This person is reflecting their insecurities. Right. Because I'm fully aware of that. And so, I mean, that fucking sucks. Like it really does. <laughs> but I'm gonna keep with me. Yo, I mean, honestly, this yeah. is the hard part. We're talking about haters, but I actually want to like shift for a second because like the hardest part about, especially in an online training business, because like guys, literally what we're doing is we're changing people's fucking lives. Yeah. That's it. That's the mission. Like even with PT domination, bro, like with PT domination, I was talking, who was I talking to about this? I was talking to somebody about this. I think it was like my wedding planner. No, it's the girl at Starbucks today. This girl that gave me my coffee this morning. She asked me, she's like, what do you do? Like, how are you always like here at six in the morning? You're always so happy and you're never going to work. I'm like, well, I like, my, so I like explained to her what I do. And she's like, that's super cool that like now you used to be an online trainer, but now you're a coach and you get to help other online trainers that get to help more people. I'm like, that is fucking like, yeah, that's, that's the fucking mindset, right? That's what we're doing here. And so for me, it's kind of like, I actually don't understand how people can hate that hate. like it confuses me i'm like Sheep. literally what you're doing chad is you just went to a retreat which let's transition to that next you just hosted a retreat which i've never seen an online fitness coach before do before i've never personally seen it i know it's happened but i've never seen it you just hosted a retreat with 25 of your clients and i want you to talk about like the impact that you just had on those clients lives like the 25 humans that you just met that I watched the video. One girl literally said, this weekend is the best weekend I've ever lived, ever. And that's what we're doing here. It, dude, it was the best weekend I ever lived. You know what I mean? Like, that's the kind of moment that I fucking live for. In a sense that, like, my intentions are always going to be good, right? And that's why nothing gets to me. Because I know for a fact, to my core, my intention is to change lives. My intention is to give out positive energy to people. Because I know if I give out positive energy, I'm always going to get that right back, mm. Right. And whatever you do, whether it's business, anything you do, your intention should never be to manipulate the world to give back to you. It should always be like, hey, I'm giving back to the world. The world will end up giving back to me. There's no better sense of fulfillment than that. In a sense that like when you sit back and you actually understand that like, yo, these were some people's first ever flights. These were some people's first ever times in California, first vacations. And we brought together, we've only known each other through an online fucking community. And to break people out of their comfort zones and to get them to that point, to like actually make people understand like, yo, this is a family that I didn't even know I needed. Mm. That's the shit that speaks volumes to me because I know people go through shit. Like I see these weekly check-ins on a weekly basis. Like my, you know, like my, some of my clients go through some really hard shit. And, you know, like when I understand that like one sentence, one action I do, anything that I do can make someone's day, can make someone's week, can change someone's life. I live with the actual like responsibility that one sentence that comes out of my mouth can actually change someone's life. Mm. And when yeah. you have that intention, like, you know, there's no luck involved in it. It's nothing but pure passion. And if you're truly passionate about something, it will be noticed. It will be picked up, right? Don't mm -hmm. fake your shit because short-term dollar, short-term success is never going to equate to the long-term, right? Mm -hmm. If you want to be successful in any industry you are, you got to play the long game. You've got to love that shit more than anyone else.
One of your clients just commented and said, the family, I didn't know I needed it. That was the best definition. Is that one of your clients? Oh, I thought that was one of your clients. I thought he went to Pritchie. Never mind. Cole, how do you feel about the impact you're making on the community right now? Dude, it's insane. Like that was the one thing. So I'm like, like, I'm still in the fitness coaching business to a point, but I've more leaned into business coaching because once I started helping Brian, once I started to talk about business, talk about growing expansion, whatever the case may be, I found that I was more passionate about that. And my mindset, the same thing, me and Brian had this conversation a while back and we were talking about what that Starbucks girl said to him again, how as much as I liked doing fitness coaching, as much as I enjoyed helping people feel a certain way, my thought process was always I wanted to change your mindset and I wanted to help you make a bigger impact on life. So the fact that like straight up helping you guys build this business, how many clients do you guys have? 200? Yeah, almost. That's like 200 fucking lives that obviously behind the scenes, we've helped you guys transform, all right? That's how I'm thinking about this now. We have, if I'm not mistaken, almost 400 PT Dom clients, correct? We have, yeah, bro, that's we have 490 active clients. That's almost 400 fucking networks that we've helped expand to help. Like how many lives are each one of these trainers? And if each, if each person, even, and we're not even just talking about like, bro. And I always thought about this when I was a fitness coach too. But if each trainer that we work with helps an average of two people or have, helps an average, let's even just say 10 people. And not let's go so much farther beyond that though, because Farshad, you could do a live on your Facebook and people watch, two people take it seriously and you completely change somebody's life and they're not even your yep. client. So if it's we can insane to me other online coaches to do the same thing like that level of impact is, is just crazy but i like chad and Farshad, i always felt that with fitness coaching too yeah. like if there's a girl i don't know what the girl's name was who was the girl at the very last second of that video that i watched where yeah. she said this was the best weekend carrie. of my life carrie carrie yeah. yeah okay so let's talk about carrie let's say that carrie came best weekend of her life and she goes home in the best mood she's ever went in in her entire life every single human that carrie interacts with like you're changing their lives too because they're gonna leave better in that conversation than when she walked in. And you were able to make that impact. Like, that's what I live for, bro. Like, that's what wakes me up every single day. Like, what wakes me up every single day, and me and Cole send messages like this back and forth between each other all the time. It's like, when a client messages us and they're like, bro, I don't know how to say thank you enough. So like, thank you so much. Like, you've literally changed my life. Like Tyler Mackey the other day messaged me. He's like, bro, literally two months ago, I was like flat broke, my car broke down. I couldn't afford to pay, like, he's like, I had to sell my PS4. He's like, and two months later, I just bought my son another PS4 because he needs that. And like, I'm making 5K a month and I'm so happy and I'm so grateful. And I'm like, thank you. And like, yeah. I actually like, like selfishly, I actually like helping people change their lives because like, I just love that impact. Like, I love getting messages like that. Like that shit makes me feel alive. 100%. That was actually something like back in the day before I started ironworking, before I did anything, going through school, I always knew that I wanted to help somebody in some way to the point where I try to do everything. I looked at firefighting. I looked at doctor shit i looked at becoming a cop i looked at joining the army i wanted to do something that would make an impact on the world and then when i didn't fall into that it was weird but there was always something that i knew that it would work itself out and because i just stayed down that path and now it's happening it's kind of surreal like experiencing certain things like this it blows my fucking mind like to be able to even like we're sitting there having this conversation with you guys and like i said me and brian are probably gonna say this multiple fucking times I have not seen a fucking group of people build a fitness business as successful as you guys right now. And I'm not just um, talking about like, we're talking about clients and impact too. Yeah, in general. I'm not That's talking about just clients. I mean like people who fucking are creating a movement, who are creating something that's bigger than what you were saying, Chad Morgan Fitness, all right? And it's fucking inspiring, it's dope.
Thank you, guys. No, that you know, in right back to you guys, I really do admire that level of impact in a sense that, like, that is the way that I think right now, and that's how success to me is defined. In the sense, like, how can I spread my impact? Now, when I think about someone that I wouldn't be here on this podcast right now if I didn't start watching, like, I don't even know him like in person. Like, I just started watching him, and that's Christian Guzman, right? He's the owner of Alpha He's the owner of the gym. Yep. I go. When you think about his impact, right? Mm. He's someone that's been in the game, you know, for a long ass time, started YouTube very early. He's gotten people into fitness, right? You know, he's gotten me into fitness. He's gotten me into wanting to become a coach, right? And like, just thinking like, I haven't even like, you know, like had a, like a real, real conversation with him. Like I've met him like a few times, I had conversations with him, but like just understanding that that's actually your potential of impact on something. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, just anything you're doing, it could be a piece of content right? Think about the impact that Gary V has. Like if it wasn't for me binge watching Gary V in college, I wouldn't have dropped out and became an online coach full time. (laughs) Yeah. Just Gary V is the reason I started my podcast and my TikTok. Yeah, man. No, it's fucking insane to think about that. This is like a real, real, real question for no matter who it is that's listening to this podcast right now. It's like, if you're trying to actually figure out a way to become happy and successful at the expense of others, you're doing shit wrong and you'll never get there. Mm. it has to be selfless Mm. that's powerful you know the best part about that i think that when people think success they're always thinking strategy Mm -hmm. right they're never thinking intention yeah but i feel like it starts with intention then the strategy comes yep it's almost like if you think about this idea of you just told me like i believe that with every ounce of my being that like, if you want to get successful, like if you really want to make it, like you want to reach that next level, first of all, it takes an intense level of passion and energy for what you do. And I really don't think you can be like passionate and energetic about something. You know, it's not making a significant impact on the world and you're actually helping people. Mm-hmm. So many people are like, yo, like I'm having a hard time going on live streams. It's not about you. It's about your audience. I don't know how to write content. It's not about you. It's about your audience. If you want to help people, then you've got to find a way to translate that knowledge that you have into a piece of context so that somebody can read it and they can get useful insight. Oh, I don't know how to like, take pictures. It's not about you. It's your audience. What picture can you take that's going to like reach your audience and they're going to be able to relate to it so they can, they can get the message and they can get that help. And like, I agree with that on so many levels. And I think it starts with intention. Everybody is thinking about, oh, I don't know how to do this and I don't know how to do this. It's like, but if your intention is to serve, like I honestly... That's how I fucking operate my entire life. I'm not even joking. Everything I do, even if I'm nervous for a podcast, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced this, but like sometimes I'll like not be excited to do a podcast. And then right before the podcast, I'll think to myself, I'm going to change somebody's fucking life. And then I show up, right? Or like my podcast, even even calls where I get on with potential clients, you know, I won't be excited. And then I'm like, I'm just going to jump on this call and see if I can serve somebody today. See if I can help somebody today. See if I can inspire somebody today. And I feel like it starts there, man. When you talk about winning the day, you know, truthfully, it comes down to did I impact one person in a positive way today? You know, there's more to it, you know, you know, there's more to it than winning the day in my definition, but like, that's always the number one forefront, you know, every piece of content, everything. And I even had this thought today because I was filming a YouTube video today and Hanman's like, so do you want me to film it for IGTV or for YouTube? And I'm like, yo, just film it for YouTube, but we're going to take this clip and we're going to put it on Instagram. I'm not going to give a shit anymore. I'm not going to make it all pretty. I'm not going to perfect it. Like I want to push every single valuable thing that comes out of my mouth to Instagram, to internet. I want to start repurposing everything because I want to spread the impact. I want to go on me. And you know, that's it. You'll get Gary Vee's content. Like, 
You know what I mean? So it's cool, man. And it, leading from that intention will seriously fuel a freaking fire because that's what I feel exactly what I feel right now. Hmm. Cole, you want to say something? I saw you unmute yourself, you little kitty. I was just unmuting myself because this fucking truck's finally fucking off, dude. I'm in a construction zone right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, at the end of the day, man, I'm just fucking amped up. This feels good. It's fucking nice to be on a call with a bunch of people who are aligned in the same vision of growth and helping individuals. All right, that's like literally at the end of the day, I couldn't agree more. That's one of the reasons why when you guys are talking about like putting things out that are going to affect somebody a certain way or putting things out with the intention of helping, that's literally why I've developed, I guess, the person or become the person I am on social media today. Because I used to try to act like somebody I wasn't. It's literally where I started in social media, trying to be like the nice guy, not saying things how they're supposed to be said, or in my opinion, saying things how they need to be said. And until I made that shift of just saying, fuck it, turning off the switch and going ham, everything changed. Because it's coming from a deeper internal reasoning. That just changes people's lives, man. Fuck yeah. So out of curiosity, I wanted to kind of transition a little bit. First, Chad, what would you say your main motivator slash driver is in your life right now? I think I've gone through so many experiences of like hurt. I've nearly seen my mom pass away. I've nearly seen, I've seen people in my life go. Like there's a lot of things I've experienced that I've chosen, you know, in retrospect, I chose to try to deal with it by myself. And I realized I couldn't do it alone. Right. And doing that gave me the single biggest lesson of if you want to be happy, you make the choice. And if you want to make a difference in the world, you have to be willing to make connections with people. And that's the only way you impact the world. And I wake up in the morning now, like obviously like every, it's funny. I have friends who are like, you wake up every morning, you probably just go to the beach, you sleep. And like Chad will be the first one to tell you I'm texting him at like 2 a.m. his time. And then I'm back at 6 a.m. on his time as well. Texting him because like, I don't sleep much. And people are like, you must be exhausted. And I'm like, nah, I'm fucking fired up. Like there's so much going on right now. And there's so much we can do that. For me, it's like I'm young as fuck. I'm 27. I'm bald. I get. I look 40, but like, I'm <laughs> no, I literally didn't know you're 27. Yeah, no. it's fine. I'm young, but it's like, what drives me is the fact that every single day we're taking one step forward, no matter which venture I'm taking my time in. We're taking one step forward to moving that vision into something even bigger, right? Like the first time Chad and I talked about, hey, we're gonna do an LA retreat next year. That happened this year, right? We know what's going to happen at Summer Shredding. Him and I, right before he left, I'm like, yo, this is going to be like double the size of the LA retreat. Because I've already had to, yeah, at least triple, even better. But I have to like call these Airbnbs in advance and be like, hey, like we might have 75 people at this thing. Like, how do we coordinate it? And it's like, if you had said that four months ago, that probably sounded outlandish, right? But like, I'm realizing that if I speak it into existence and each day I take one more step, getting there is more and more doable. And like him and I said, yo, we're going to have a jet at some point just for Beyond Built. You take one step every day in the direction and do the requisite pieces you need to and you get closer and closer. And it, you know, to me, it's like, because the things I want out of life in terms of fulfillment, like transcend money, they transcend just building a massive business. It's easy for me to go forward. Like I tell people, my name translates in Farsi to full of happiness. So I wake up happy by default. So there's nothing out of life that I'm not going to get the most out of because I walk into it happy. And I think for me, when I realized like that's actually my biggest blessing, it made going after my like vision and my goals, it made it that much easier because it's like, okay, what's the worst that's going to happen today? You're going to learn a lesson? Cool. Yeah. Go on. I love that. Chad, what drives you? Dude, just like, just knowing like what I'm actually capable of and what anyone's actually capable of. You know, just when I look back at the whole kind of, I mean, high school, college, that mentality that I was in that I just kind of just wanted to 
wanted to get by and do what like my parents wanted me to do, do what all these outside influences wanted me to do. It's just what really drives me is this constant quest to be the very best version of myself and whatever way that is in a sense that like, yo, honestly, like if I continue pushing myself, I know like I have that true belief in myself that I can't actually like change the world. Mm. And it's almost hard to explain because like it's, you know, there is no like real, real deep rooted reasoning, right? Mm. Honestly, like I haven't gone through a lot of like hard shit. Like I grew up and I fucking traveled the world with my parents. Like I grew up in a very, very good situation. But like, I just have this spark that that was just like, hey, like you're worth more, like you can do more. So like actually put it out there. And genuinely, I've seen, you know, I'm genuinely just so inspired by some of like the biggest influences and some of the biggest inspirations in my life. When we talk about like Steve Cook, when we talk about like Christian, like when we see like these, what these other brands are doing, it's like, okay, that's possible. Mm. I think one of the biggest lessons that I've learned as an entrepreneur is that like true successful people can admire other people's success, but know that they can also achieve that themselves. Mm. And that's it. And, mm. you know, as this momentum keeps building, as I hit each milestone, it's like, well, fuck, like what's next? Mm. And I think I'm always going to be asking myself that question of, hey, what's next? What's mm. next? What's next? Mm. How can I push the limits? How can I open up multiple Beyond Build gyms across the country? Mm. Uh, you know, like it's just the potential is limitless. And I mm. think that's really it. That's what drives me. There's no deep rooted why. And I, I always tell people, hey, like when you're feeling lost, remember your why. It's interesting. It's a very interesting mentality that I'm in that I honestly don't know how to explain. It's mm. cool. I like that. You say super powerful. Cole, what drives you? I feel like mine's a little bit on the other end of it. Like the internal feeling, uh, probably like without going way too in depth on it. The thing that drives me the most is that I didn't think I'd be alive today. I love that. Straight up. Like this is something that I like joked around with. And I feel like a lot of people that I grew up with or was around when I was younger took it more of a joke. But I literally did not think I'd live past 25. I used to say that continuously like yeah haha, okay we'll see i don't think i'm making it there anyways and i've even told that to julia and now that i've reached this point not only do i not want to let anybody down that are in my immediate circle including myself but i don't want to fail that younger version of me that has finally gotten to this point mm. so the vision i see isn't even a question or a maybe it's a when the fuck is this going to actually happen because I've made it this far. There's no fucking way I'm going back to where it was. Mm. Straight up. That's the simplest version I can give you. Because I, like, again, I did not think I was going to make it over the age of 25. Bro, I'm getting emotional, bro. I'm about to cry. Straight up, man. <laughs> but, so that's uh, it. That's, that's how it goes, man. Yo, for me, it was like, I'm trying to call it together, bro. Um, <laughs> it's powerful shit. So some of you guys know the story. I've talked about it a little bit. But when I was eight, I got, you know, long story short, I didn't even know my dad until I was 26. My whole life, I was just told that my dad was dead in a car accident. Like, that was the story I was told. I'm the only dark-skinned member of my family. And I always just felt like an outcast. Like, I just never felt like I belonged to anywhere. Like, even though, like, there were certain members of my family that loved me, I just felt like my mom was really young. She had me. She wasn't never around. I didn't know my dad. And so I just felt like I just didn't belong anywhere. Like, the one person that took me in and without question was my grandma. My grandma 
she just loved me like so like 100% unconditionally. It was never like a burden or it was never like an adversity for her. And she would give me the last $20 in her purse if it meant that like I got to eat lunch that day. Like that's the type of person she was. And then as I got older, I was like 23 years old and I started to realize, I'm like, yo, my grandma's working a minimum wage job right now and she doesn't have a retirement plan. Like she doesn't have that. And so I was working as a restaurant manager. I'm like, if I don't figure some shit out, like my grandma's gonna die working. And I'm like, my heart like loves this woman too much to like, let that happen. And so I just committed. I'm like, I'm fucking going all in. Like this is happening. I would rather die than fail. Like I will make a business so successful that I'm going to send my grandma money every single week. And I'm not even going to think twice about it. And I'm going to take care of her for the rest of her life. And she's not going to work. She's going to retire because of the unconditional love that she showed me. And I just want to talk about that love that she did show me and that like, I will love you no matter what, because that's the same way I love my clients. Like I love every single one of my clients the way that my grandma loved me, like unconditionally, like no questions asked. And that's why my clients always get the best of me is because like, I know what it feels like to be like really like loved. And I also know what it feels like to like not have that and not have that support. And so when you guys see me showing up as a coach, showing up on my live streams, it's because like that one person in my life made that difference for me. And that one person in my life was like there for me unconditionally. And so like, I view it as like my responsibility to be that person for other people and show them like, this is what it's like when somebody shows up for you in hopes that maybe you do that for yourself or for somebody else. But for me, it's like, I just felt like I was blessed with this like angel in my life. And I just want to be that person for other people. I love that. And I think the one thing, if you listen to everybody, like Cole telling you about, I didn't think I was going to make it past 25. Here I am. You telling your story about your grandmother, like obviously with with Chad and like myself, all of this, it's rooted in love. Like if you didn't love, you wouldn't even have the energy to be here right now. You know, the one thing I love about Chad, and I'm going to say this, like, I don't think I've said this before, but I hear people being like, oh yeah, he's like big ego. Like he's just really boisterous and like you're calmer. So it's easier to deal with you. And I'm like, no, that's him showing his love. That's who he is. Like if you want him to change the way his core essence shows love, that's fucked up on your part for feeling that way. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. No, that's him showing his love. We all express love in different ways. That's what makes him him. And each of you, same thing with Cole and Demark. Like Demark's a lot like me and Cole's a lot like Chad, right? But like it's your way of expressing love. And ultimately, if you didn't have that love, you wouldn't be here. None of us would be sitting here right now if you didn't come from that deep-rooted place of unconditional love. And I think that's a really important thing to understand because it goes back to what i said earlier about the business partnerships it doesn't work without it and i think so many people just think yo business is business yeah business is business but at the end of the day it's people you're working with people you're doing things with people exactly and that that love component is one of the biggest drivers no matter what is going on it's the single biggest driver 100 i wanted to uh to speak up because i think this is fucking wild what this podcast just did in a sense to where I think it actually made me realize something after listening to all three of you guys' stories and especially speaking on unconditional love. So my dad is 88 years old. I never talk about this, right? And he's my real dad, okay? You know, he's on the steady decline right now. He has heart disease. He fell down and broke a couple vertebrae in his back. Like, was it last year or the year before that? So like, he's on the steady decline right now. As I was growing up in 2005, when I was seven years old, he had a heart attack. And it just didn't feel real in a sense. But I think that, you know, I'm only fucking 22. I got growing up to do. And like, you know, in a sense, I feel like right now, I just kind of had a moment to actually understand how much of a leader, like my dad was for me in my life. And, you know, 
we had a bad relationship like growing up like real shit so like I know for a fact that like me kind of like you know dropping out of school pursuing my dream I feel like he's really fucking proud of me right now and you know I felt like my entire time living with him living in my parents household like I just felt like he wasn't proud of me. Mm-hmm. but it, it makes me actually understand because you know he's worked his ass off like he owned his own business he had 90 employees like and now where he's at in life like he was able to build my mom a, a new house in the philippines like they used to live in a, like a ran down freaking like place and he built him like a brand new house he's been able to buy my older half sister house he's been able to buy family members cars he's been able to take me and my mom through experiences traveling the freaking world growing up and it's like holy shit like his impact is insane he's been such a leader for me through all that all this time and like i really haven't like actually understood that and appreciated that until like super recently and it's making me understand that like yo i want to be able to do that when i'm like his age i want to be able to provide for my family i want to be able to just do things comfortably and just give back after all that and be a leader for someone because in a sense that i know like you know we argued a lot you know he said a lot of things to me that i didn't like to hear growing up but i know it was out of love I actually know, like, I felt like I just straight up fucking hated my dad multiple times in my life. And I don't think I've ever loved him more than, like, right now, just knowing that, like, yo, he's helped define who I am. He's helped define this. And, mm-hmm. and, and like, through all the lessons that he's taught me through everything. And that's just the way he's shown up for me. And, like, from the outside looking in, like, you would – and I, I still kind of think this. My sister kind of thinks it, too, like, that my dad's kind of, like, a narcissist in a sense where, like, all he talks about is himself and this and that. But, like, you know, he does have good intention in a sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's one of the – like, your guys' stories actually kind of opened me up to a moment to, like, to actually realize how important that is for me. And, like, you know, truthfully, like, he could go any day. Mm-hmm. But I think that I'm fulfilled – Enough to know that, like, even though, like, I was an asshole fucking kid when I'm living with him, I think he's fucking proud. And that makes me really fucking happy. I'm not talking next. (laughs) Hey, man. At the end of the day, reaching an internal bliss, for lack of a better term, will take you very far. All right? And, like, let's be real. Regardless of you butting heads with parents and, like, I'm not even going to get into that right now because we'll be talking for a long time. You know he's proud of you. Yeah, at the end of the day, it's, it's fucking there. You've done a lot, and fucking that internal bliss that you just reached, the fact that listening to stories helped you get there, happy to hear. That's yeah. fucking dope. I love that, and I kind of to piggyback off what you just said. One of the best Tony Robbins quotes I love is, success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure, right? And I think you coming to that level of inner peace and letting yourself be in that moment, that lets the fulfillment have a different meaning. I know your dad's proud of you. Like I, you and I have had some very intimate conversations the last week, right? But like, and I know this side of your story and this side of your personal life a little bit more than the average person, but I know that moment for you is such a big thing because it's like, hey, like I'm successful. I love what I do. And there's just a different layer of fulfillment when the things that maybe you struggled with a little bit in your life with parents or family members, you come mm-hmm. to terms with and you redefine it in a way that says, hey, they do love me. I know that. And now that I'm on my own journey, I understand why they are the way they are. And I can appreciate them for who they are. Because I see people all the time they're like, oh, I'm this way because my mom and my dad raised me this way. I'm like, yo, if you're going to blame your parents for all the shitty things you might be, you got to blame them for all the good things you are. Yeah, real talk like they made you who you are like I love you for that reason like if your dad and your mom didn't raise you the way you were I'd fucking hate your guts but I fucking love (laughs) you because of your dad I love your parents too by default I have to you know and it's the same and it's awesome to see you have that moment for you like that 
a lot. Yo, so I hate to be this person, but we've got to cut this short, boys, because we're breaking the internet and Cole's got to do savage sales. So guys, if you think we should do another podcast together in a month or in a couple weeks, drop some fire in the comments. Let us know. The Let's last see. thing I want to ask these two kids, these two legends, the two people that have the most successful online fitness business that I know is this. What are your plans for Beyond Built for the rest of 2020? I'll let Chad say it because I'm the one who said it and I got laughed out of a Zoom call. So, Chad, I'll let Chad say Well, dude, now he's saying three when you're saying two. We'll make this short and sweet. (laughs) I want you to talk to your clients and tell them what's coming next. Look them in the face. Winning summer shredding means so fucking much to me. Like, I've wanted to do this since the very first time that I stepped on stage. There's a reason I'm coming back to this show. This shit means the world to me. But at the same time, like, I know I'm not going to win unless – my six other clients walking across that stage win with me. Everyone's mm. going to walk away with this win. And truthfully, I know I already won because I'm going to have more than 50 clients in that fucking crowd screaming my name. Mm. Nothing means more than me than mm. that, than that fucking moment. And that moment when, you know, people are watching this event, people are flying down to this event, people are going to Alphawaite for the first time and they see that and they see that impact. That's where shit takes off. That's where shit blows up, mm. you know, and that's just the beginning. I feel like that is literally just the beginning of what's something that's going to be, you know, beyond built is it already is, but it's, you know, it's going to be something that the fitness industry has never seen before. I want Mm. it to be not just a coaching company. You know, it's going to be the biggest thing in fitness Mm. period. That's what's next. We always say, and I've said this from the different, we're going to, you think Apple is big. Wait till you see the Apple of fitness. (laughs) I've said, you know, it was funny when I said it and I know Chad believes in it now more than ever because we're looking at hiring people. We're looking at expanding. Like we have so many different things we want to do. And it's because we understand like there's a bigger purpose here. And I'm looking forward to it. Yo, let's tell them about PT Dom call. You go first. Yo, <laughs> what, what do you want to tell them? Like literally, guys, when we first started talking about PT Dom, I remember the idea. Okay, Brian like calling me and like telling me about <laughs> everything. And it was like, okay, yeah, all right, sounds good. And me and Brian tend to like spiral out of control with our visions uh, where it's like, we'll start talking about numbers and like different things that we're going to do. And everyone around us literally is like, you guys haven't even fucking launched anything yet. Y'all need to chill the fuck out. And every single thing we've done so far, we've like surpassed. I'm going to say that one more time because in case people aren't listening, every single goal me and Cole have ever set for ourselves, we've accomplished, period. And surpassed. Like literally, yo, we're going to hit this this month and we triple it. Or we're going to do this this month and we triple it. And then next thing you know, we're like, you know what? Let's make a transition in our business and start the 10 k coaching academy and it blows up bigger than any other fucking business coaching program out there let me let me tell you guys um, a secret in the next year pt domination is going to be the only coaching company that people are talking about for business coaching period for fitness trainers i 100%. guarantee you you want to know why because there's going to be no other people that are as dedicated to our clients and our mission as we are end of story there's going to be no other coach that comes at this with the level of dedication and the level of hustle that we have for our clients. There's going to be no other business coach that commits to five podcasts a week and make sure that they're all fired. It's just not going to happen. Fire fam. Nobody, all right, nobody outworks us. Ever. Facts. Yeah. <laughs> ever. Not going to happen. Ever. And no one's going to love it more. No one's going to love ever. this shit more. Let's fucking go. Game over, fam. Love Yo, that brings us to the end of the episode. We cutting it. If you guys think we should do a monthly podcast, you should hit us Yo, up. 
They're saying bi-weekly. They're saying monthly. We got like 40 <laughs> fucking fire emojis in the comments right now. I'm seeing a bunch of hype. People want to hit us up time. in the DMs. If Farshad said something that you guys liked, hit him up. If Chad said something you liked, hit him up. If I said something you liked, hit me up. Cole said something you liked, hit him up. Let's go. That's the end of the podcast, boys. Let's all say goodbye to our audience. Peace, Later. man.